We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast wherever you may be and however you may be listening thank you so much for making this part of your day my name is nick schmitz and i will be your host on this second consecutive sunday without packers football Last week, the bye week. This week, Monday night football. So, two Sundays in a row. No Packers football, but certainly football uh, Saturday and Sunday and Monday this week weekend. Uh, the NFL playing three games on Saturday. And Gage, you and I just finished up watching the first Saturday game, the Vikings and the Colts. Um, and... We're going to get into some Packers stuff, but this game needs to be discussed for many reasons. So as of right now, uh, with that win, the comeback win, a couple of things. Vikings have now completed the largest comeback in NFL history, 33 points. Score was 33-0 at halftime. They won 39-36 in overtime. Secondly, the Vikings have now officially clinched the NFC North. They are your NFC North champions this year. And thirdly, they are, as everybody has been saying, Gage, the biggest frauds. Uh, I I could honestly see this, Gage, where 
right now it looks like the Eagles are going to get the one seed. And more than likely, you're going to either have the Vikings or the 49ers be the two seed. Right now, between those two, I believe they're both 10 and 4. Um, or no, no, no. The, the the 49ers are 10 and 4. The Vikings are 11 and 3. So one of those two teams is going to be the two seed more than likely. I can see the Vikings being the first two seed to lose in the wild card round. I, I wouldn't what, be stunned at all. I wouldn't be stunned at all. This this team's bad. I know this is a Packer podcast, and they've not been great this year either. But th- this this Minnesota team is 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 impressive levels of bad. I'm 27. I've never seen a team this fraudulent in any sport. And I've watched a lot of sports in my day. I've watched baseball, basketball, football. I've I've never seen this. This team is plus two in point differential. We're in week like we're in week 15 right now. They are 11 and three. Out of their 11 wins, just to do some quick math. Their average margin of victory is 0.18 points. That is their average margin of victory. That and is, they are they, they're well. They're also now ten and zero in one possession games. Yeah, that's there's there's a thing called regression, and everyone is everybody that is a protractor of a team is like, no, nope, we're just good at we're just good at clutching up, and everybody that's a detractor is like, oh, it's just regression. They're, you don't win one score games that repeatedly. There's a difference between clutch and getting lucky. Just looking at this Vikings team and what it has taken for them to win all of these games. I just, I'm, I'm going to pull up the schedule real quick. We will cover plenty of the Packers stuff today. I promise we're, we, but we have to cover this because it's happening as we, or just happened as we finish. And, and, and quite honestly, it, it's it's one of the most impressive games I've seen in the sense that the Colts being up 33 to nothing at halftime. I, I mean, there's got to be some insane stat out there. We kind of talked about it. The Colts scored a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. And I mean, I got to I got to imagine the odds of you losing a game in which you score a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown is very small. So the fact that it's it's impressive, the comeback by the Vikings, no doubt you get some credit for overcoming a 33-point deficit. There is some credit there, uh, but there's also the Colts are incredibly bad. And, and I think the NFL, this game, the NFL needs to impose a rule change that I that it's not – it doesn't matter now because the Vikings won outright. But I think the NFL needs to implement a rule that if at any point in a game you are up by 28 points – and you go to overtime, if that game ends in a tie, you just end up losing. Because you shouldn't get to have a 28-point lead in any game and get some form of credit for a tie. So that's my one rule change I would like to propose. Uh, but yes, this Viking team, uh, they're they are not great. They lost last weekend to the Lions. Now the Lions are a much better team than most people give them credit for. Oh, oh but, hold on, hold on. Earlier in the year, do you know about what happened in the Vikings-Lions game? Yeah, the, the Vikings won because the Lions uh, were like 0 for 5 on fourth down or something like the that. The Lions were up 24 to 14 heading into the fourth quarter. And then the Vikings proceeded to score 14 points and win 28 24. 
that, that and that is how that is how they won that game. That is how they they started this whole one score win nonsense. Yeah, they were outgained uh, through the air on the ground and total. Uh, they averaged 0.1 yard more per play. They had seven more first downs. The Lions were three of 16 on third down. They were four of six on fourth down, but it was that third down was where they had their bugaboos. They were three of 16. That's ultimately, that was the difference in that game. They also had four more penalties called against them than the, uh, than the Vikings did. They won time of possession by about nine minutes. So yeah, they had that. And then there was the, the next one was their Saints win in London, where it was like the double doink field goal when the Saints had to like pick up a starting running back like the day before they, before they flew out to London. Then there was the, the win over the Bears, where, again, the Bears were leading, uh, heading into, were leading, heading into the fourth quarter, and the Vikings had to storm back for the late win. Uh, then they followed that up with the, the win over the Dolphins, starting the fighting Skylar Thompson. He did his best. <laughs> they, they won that one. They beat the Cardinals, who have been a beacon of ineptitude this season. Um, that was a pretty close game throughout. Uh, it looks like, yeah, it looks like they had a slight lead throughout the entire game. So good for them. They had a they had a complete win for once. Then they got blasted by, or no, then they barely scraped by the Commanders after Washington botched it. The Bills meltdown. They got blasted by Dallas. They barely beat New England. They beat the Jets when Mike White couldn't figure out how to convert in the red zone. And then they got beat by Detroit. And then they just were handed this game by Indy. They, but they are plus, they are plus two on in-point differential. The next closest of the 10-win teams are the Chiefs at plus 86. <laughs> of oh, all the, t- uh, it's like plus 86, plus 128, plus 131, plus 132, and then like plus 140, I think is what the, the Eagles are. Uh, I'd have to look up the specific number because I had found it earlier today. So it was plus 138 for the Eagles, plus 132 for the Bills, 131 for the Cowboys, 128 for the 49ers, and then plus 86 for the Chiefs. At one point today, the Vikings were minus 18 or worse. I'm not 100% where, like, how bad it got, but that's. It's just incredible levels of bad, and, you know, congrats, Vikings fans. You won the division. You might get the two seed. You're going to go to the playoffs, and then you're going to lose to somebody worse than you. that's better than you because you're not actually that good. And you know what? And Maybe you might this lose go- to somebody worse than you, too. <laughs> no, because I think they're just legitimately that bad. They're like 20th in DVOA, which DVOA is not a flawless stat, but it's pretty good at measuring like teams that are good. The teams that have a, have a good DVOA score are good. They're, it's like Philly, Dallas, Chiefs, Buffalo. But Minnesota will go to the playoffs. They'll lose, and everybody will move on. Maybe this just means that the Packers have been frauds for the last three years, and they just beat up on a bad division. Who knows? Yeah. Well, and real quick, Gage, uh, I assume most everybody knows, but just in case there's anybody listening that is unaware of what point differential is, uh, that's your total points throughout the season that you have scored versus the total amount of points that you have given up throughout the season. So you just take those two numbers and then you find the difference between them and that's your point differential. So I assume most everybody knows, but just in case anybody listening is like, what the hell are they talking about with point differential? That's all it is. So in other words, the Vikings are pretty much giving up as many points as they're scoring and they're still winning all these games. So um, 
One other interesting question. I was thinking about this today because it involved Kirk Cousins. So this game is a one o'clock Eastern noon kickoff for the Vikings, which is historically where Kirk Cousins has been, you know, that's where he gets all of his wins, right? And then you have primetime Kirk Cousins, who is historically really bad. But does this game count as a primetime game? Because it's a standalone game on a Saturday. There was no other game going on at the time of this of this Viking game. So does this count as a primetime win for Kirk Cousins? If you're trying to give Kirk any more resume builder, then then no, it doesn't count. He he gets no credit. I award him no points. I am I am the moderator <laughs> of the Billy Madison Bowl. I award him no points. This gives him no credit. All he did was beat a bad team. Congratulations. You did what you're supposed to do. That was your job. Your job was to win this game today. You had a home game against a team with an interim coach whose best player left the game on like the first play from scrimmage with a bad offensive line with below average receiving weapons and a quarterback who has been bad all season long. You are supposed to win. It was never supposed to be close. I am not going to give you any credit for accomplishing what you were supposed to do here. Congratulations. Did your job. All right. Fair enough. Well, Gage, uh, it's we're 11 minutes in here, and we haven't once yet talked about the Packers. So uh, why don't we uh, why don't we switch gears to the real reason people are tuning in today? So um, typically our Sunday show is a game preview, but seeing as how the Packers are on Monday night, uh, that will be for the Monday crew. So, Gage, we are going to go over the final injury report for the Packers this week. Uh, the only uh, Packer player ruled out right now for this weekend is David Bakhtiari. Um, it looks like everybody else doesn't have an injury designation. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to for sure play. They could have, you know, potential setbacks, um, you know, in the next 24, 48 hours. Uh, but provided that nothing changes, everybody else that's on the Packers injury report is, you know, Supposed to be good to go. So Bakhtiari with his, he's not out because of his knee injury. He's out because of his appendectomy, uh, which if you've had ap an appendectomy surgery before, um, which I have, uh, it, it takes a while to to get back into, into doing stuff, even for a professional athlete. So nothing minor, nothing minor about that. Uh, but everybody else. Gage is good to go. I know one of the big things out of practice this week, even though Aaron Rodgers is enlisted with a thumb injury and ribs, uh, I know the big thing was that his thumb was not taped up at practice this week. So it's good sign that it's, you know, getting better. But, um, you know, this is probably the healthiest they've been all year. Not that they – even, you know, are really all that healthy. You've got plenty of guys on IR, but I mean, to go into a game with active players and only one player is listed as out, um, you know, this is, this is looking pretty good for the Packers. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, don't say that they're like too healthy because I mean, like they are healthy, but you do have, by the way, do you know that there's actually only six players on IR for this team? 
I did not know that. I thought it was more. The only one I'm aware of is Rashawn Gary. So I have it pulled up here. Uh, Jake Hansen, uh, Rashawn Gary, Eric Stokes, uh, Vernon Scott, Sean Ryan, who was actually suspended, not actually on injured reserve. And then uh, Tipa Galea. I'm not like that's how his name's written, but I feel like that's not how it's pronounced. I feel like it's got a different pronunciation to it. But anyway. Yeah, they only have six guys on IR, and only five of them are actually on there due to injury. So this team is actually surprisingly healthy. It's just unfortunate that they haven't been healthy all year when they've needed it. I mean, Romeo Dobbs has missed time. Uh, Devondre Campbell missed a few weeks there. Uh, like, just Devontae White hasn't been able to do anything. Kenny Clark, I feel like, has been banged up throughout the season. Elton Jenkins, obviously, has been dealing with stuff. Same thing with Debock. Cobb was out, Lazard was out, Watkins missed time. Just it seems like everybody all year has been banged up at one point or another. And it's one of those where you had to weather the storm. And unfortunately, Green Bay couldn't do that. Uh it's great that they're healthy now. And I mean, I know that if every single thing breaks the right way over the final few weeks, they can make the playoffs. And that'd be kind of fun just because like, eh, you get to watch your team a little bit longer. But it's it just it's unfortunate to see because like we've seen flashes of this team being good this year like we've seen it there we've I mean we've lamented on here that there's been just times where the team just makes stuff look so hard at times and you have to wonder did they make it look so hard because of scheme is it because of the personnel is it because of just they have been too hurt to make it all work. No one's ever been at 100%, and I get that every single team is dealing with that. Every team deals with injuries. Every Nobody's 100% healthy at this point in the year. It's just not how it works. So if like Green Bay is a little healthier throughout the year, do they survive a couple of those games? Like, Do they beat, do they beat the Giants in Washington? And then instead of being 5-8, uh, and eight, are they 7-6? Are they 7-6. Seven and, six seven and, six and in and control pretty much of... Control- on destiny for, yeah. for the playoffs, yeah. But instead now they're just yep. they're reliant on everybody else. And that's just the way it goes. You have to win. Yep. You have to win the games in front of you. You have to play with the guys you got. And Green Bay this year unfortunately just couldn't do enough to make it to where we're to where they can control their destiny. That's just it's the way it goes. But it is fun to Absolutely. see the team healthy. I kinda wish that we were playing Jordan Love this week. This is not a anti Aaron Rodgers thing. This is just a, I don't think that this team is going to make the playoffs, and if they do, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, and I would rather see what you have in Jordan Love than not do that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, well, and you know, you talk about everybody's injured this time of year. Uh, there is one team out there that does not feel bad for Green Bay in the slightest with their injury with their injury report, and that is the team coming to Lambeau on Sunday. Uh, they've got everybody and their brother, it seems, is injured. No Matthew Stafford this weekend. Uh, Aaron Donald has been ruled out. Uh, you know, there's just they've got they've probably got one of the worst injury bugs in the league as far as just not being healthy. It's a down year for them. Although they at least can say they won the Super Bowl last year, uh, I, I I assume at this point I don't know if the Rams have made an official announcement, but my guess is that Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback on Monday. Uh, I don't believe that an official announcement has been made, but with Wolford out, good. Bryce Perkins being not good, and Matt Stafford being on injured reserve, uh, I would be stunned if it's not Baker. Yeah, so you're going to see Baker Mayfield. Um, the last time Baker Mayfield came to Lambeau was last year, and he threw four interceptions. So, and Jair Alexander has already been uh, quoted saying, with the right preparation and scheme, they should get seven picks. So, actually, uh, real quick, I did misspeak. You know, uh, two hours ago, McVay has confirmed Mayfield will be his starter for the final four games of the Rams' lost season. Uh, th- I don't know if okay. that last right. season so, thing was what McVay said, but that is what the writer said. So, gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, the Rams dealing with you know, again, plenty of injuries. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald being out is obviously. I mean, obviously, the Rams are not great this year, but Aaron Donald being out, you know, that's you know one of the best, if not the best you know, defensive players in the entire NFL that you're not having to worry about. That should really help with the run game, uh, which is, you know, it's supposed to be cold. So, um, you know, a lot of things going in Green Bay's favor. I will say based on all the circumstances surrounding this game with the injuries to the Rams, just how bad they are, you know, regardless of how you feel about the season, this just feels like a game that the Packers have to win based on what you're seeing on paper. You've got Aaron Rodgers versus Baker Mayfield, who has been in L.A. for, what, two weeks? And and they're, they're just beat up everywhere. There's no Cooper Cup. Uh, just everything about that Rams team is decimated. You're playing at home. You know, it, injuries play a factor in, in every game. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean that the Rams just should come out and roll over and play dead. But... This is a game that Green Bay, based on all the circumstances, should should win. If you're going to start Aaron Rodgers, I understand that the playoffs are still viable. If you're going to start him instead of Jordan Love to see what you ha- potentially have in him, whether that's to trade in this offseason 
for as your potential franchise quarterback of the future, you have to win the game. There's, there is no excuse for this team to lose. There's, there's not one. There's, they, you, you already you hit the nail on the head. Baker's been there for two weeks. He got the, the new quarterback. We haven't seen the offense bump last week against the Raiders. The Rams are playing without Stafford. Uh, Joe Noteboom, starting offensive lineman from day one. Jordan Fuller, who's a starting corner or safety for them. Uh, let's see, who else? Cooper Cup, obviously, who was the offensive player of the year last year. Jacob Harris, who's a tight end. Uh, I think he's their tight end, too. Clark Jackson was a starting offensive lineman at one point this year. David Edwards, another starting offensive lineman. Allen Robinson. So there you go. There's your top two wide receivers entering the year, both out. And then there's multiple other offensive linemen that have been on the field at one point or another. And then we already got talked about Aaron Donald and the other guys that are missing. There is there is no there's no excuse. There is no reason why you should lose. One main thing that I want to see, and I know that we won't see it because Joe Barry is just doesn't want us to have nice things. You load the box. You take your corners and you go put them on an island, and you say, "Hey, you guys have been chirping all week. You go back up that talk." And we're going to put everybody else in the box. You force Baker and these backup wide receivers to beat you. And if you and if and if they win, you tip the cap. But otherwise, there is no reason. Cam Akers played really well a couple weeks ago. Played really well. But you can't let that happen. There is no if Green Bay loses this game, it's it'll be a it's dark. Real dark. Yep. Agreed. Well, and you know, Gage, uh, speaking of injuries, one of the things that I am probably most excited for uh, with this game is Romeo Dobbs is back from his ankle injury, hurt it in week nine against the Lions. And Romeo Dobbs, as far as the rookies were concerned early in the year, he was the guy that looked really talented. Obviously, Christian Watson was dealing with some injuries. Uh, you know, early in the season, he was dealing with some confidence issues as well early in the season. So early on, it, as far as the rookies were concerned, Romeo Dobbs was the darling. He was the star all throughout camp, through preseason, and the first couple of weeks. And then he got injured. And then you had Christian Watson. You know, he gained that confidence. He's shown that he was he's worth the draft pick. He's an explosive player. And now for the first time this year, you have them both on the field with high levels of confidence. This is obviously is not the first time they've both been on the field this year, but it's the first time where you look at them and say, all right, we know Christian Watson's a star. And Romeo Dobbs, before he got injured, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a star, but he was looking like he was primed to be a legit contributor to this offense at the wide receiver position. And now you have them both on the field at the same time. Uh, I am super excited to see what this offense will look like with him back now. Go put up points. Uh, it, like it sounds very sounds very simple to look at it that way, but you can put up points on this Rams team. This Rams defense isn't the one that it was that won a Super Bowl last year. You can go put up points and having multiple multiple wideouts that can do stuff. I mean, Dobbs earlier in the year. He showed some flashes here and there, but he did struggle a little bit getting open just because there wasn't anybody else the defense really had to worry about. You have your full complement. You got Lazard, Cobb, Watson, 
Dobbs, Toure, even. You have everybody. You even have you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You have everything. The only thing you don't have is David Bakhtiari, and that's kind of okay because you've got the offensive line depth to withstand that. This is a game where it's a Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay makes everybody kind of be like, oh, that, that, that Green Bay team has, has a little bit of pop to it. And that's, and I'm okay with, like in the NBA, you generally, you see is like superstars, like put up big games against bad teams. And I want to see that out of Green Bay. I'm a big fan of scoring until the game is over. I understand that some people think that's bad. uh, It's like bad taste or it's bad sportsmanship or whatever. But my whole thing is always until the other team gives up, I'm not going to stop trying. Like in baseball, if it's, if I'm up, if I'm up 15 and the other team's still swinging trying to score runs and then and my guy comes up and hits a bomb i'm I, i'm not going to feel bad about that you guys were trying to score why why should we not try to score that's that's how it works if you once you give up we'll go ahead and we'll call off the dogs but otherwise keep scoring i want matt lafleur to be able to go to that post game handshake with Sean McVay and say hey i'm sorry you've had a bad year but my guys are really damn good Yep. And and that's the thing is they talked about Matt LaFleur mentioned this week that for the first time this season, they've got their their preferred five wide receivers, which we've talked about that before this year, having your preferred five of something earlier this year. It was the offensive line. Now they've got their preferred five wide receivers. Um, So, you know, the Packers are getting healthy and you you want to say it's at the right time, but. They still need a lot of things to go their way if they're going to make the playoffs. But I think at this point, given, you know, the emergence of Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs coming back, even if the Packers are eliminated from the playoffs, I think there's still quite a bit remaining in the season gauge that is just very exciting to watch. You know, because here's the thing, if Aaron does come back next year, Guess who his probably top two receivers are going to be going into next year? That's going to be Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are probably going to say be his... Randall Cobb, man. Let's go. <laughs> and and he might still be there. But I mean, the preferred probably two targets are going to be Watson and Dobbs. And so if nothing else, the fact that those guys are both out there gaining confidence, even if the Packers, you know, in, in a week or two are eliminated. Aaron Rodgers building those reps with them, seeing what he can do with those guys, that's going to be important, and it's going to be fun to watch. You know, the one thing I will say about this Packers team, this this season has not gone the way that Packer fans have wanted it to go. It's not gone the way the Packers have wanted it to go. And I'm just choosing this name out of recency bias, but at least when we're watching the Packers on Sunday, you are not the Indianapolis Colts. They were painful to watch. And, I, and again, I, like I said, I know it's because we had literally just watched it, but I've watched the Colts a handful of times this year. They are just, it's painful to watch them. Green Bay, even though they have eight losses, it's, it's sometimes frustrating to watch, but there's a difference between being painful to watch and frustrating to watch. I don't get and, there have been games this year where Green Bay was painful to watch for me. Like there, there were just times where it just seemed like they it was pulling, it was like pulling teeth trying to get them to just run functional offense. But like the like the Lions game, the Lions game was frustrating. Like it was frustrating. It wasn't painful to watch though. 
this Colts game, that was a that was a painful to watch game. And yep. I am glad that I didn't watch the majority of it. I like I was following it on my phone and I'm like, what the like I I'll put it this way. I was at the gym. I was and then I ran some errands, and then I was driving home. By the time I got home, they were up by like 20. I was like, okay, cool. I don't need to watch this game. I turned the game on when it was like 36, 36. I turned the game on in the fourth quarter when there was two minutes left in the game. I was like, what in the heck happened? So I'm I'm glad that I get to watch a team that is frustrating at times, but I think I'm only frustrated because I'm a fan. If I wasn't a fan of Green Bay, maybe I, I probably wouldn't be nearly as frustrated as I can get with this team. But yeah, there is there's stuff to watch. There is the aspect of Christian Watson continuing to bud as a star. There's what does Romeo Dobbs look like as he gets as he's get, comes back and is healthy and maybe builds chemistry with Rodgers and just within the offense in general. There is the aspect of getting to watch some of these young offensive linemen. I mean, Zach Tom has looked like a stud when he's played. Elton Jenkins, is he going to be back next year? This is kind of his final audition because he is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. So there is a lot of stuff to watch where even if Green Bay doesn't miraculously find a way into the playoffs, there is other stuff worth watching. Absolutely. Well, it'll be a fun game for sure to watch. It's if you're on the train of Green Bay making the playoffs, it's obviously, well, they're all must wins at this point. Um, there's no room for error anymore with Green Bay with their final four games. Um, so it'll, it, it's still going to be fun to watch. Monday Night Football at Lambeau is always fun. Uh, it'll be a good game. One, the Packers should certainly win, um, but that doesn't necessarily always, you know, we, we've said that a lot this year, games where Green Bay should win and doesn't. So, um, well, Gage, uh, you know, let's let's wrap things up here real quick. Uh, the next time you and I will be speaking with each other, uh, it's going to be Christmas Eve, and we're going to be recording for our Christmas Day game against the, the Dolphins down in Miami. So that should be fun. The holidays are upon us. Um, hopefully uh, this time of year is fun for everybody. I know, I know not everybody celebrates Christmas. I know it's not uh, an everybody thing. I think the vast majority of people do, but um, – it's the holiday season, so hopefully, um, you know, hopefully you got something fun planned with with family or friends. But uh, Gage, um, let's wrap things up here. People want to follow your work, get in touch with you. How can they do that? As always, you can find me on Twitter at gbridgefordnfl. All of my work for Rotoballer and Denver Stiffs. Uh, all the links to that are over there. Uh, my work is generally on Fridays and Saturdays, as well as I do like some preview and recap stuff for Nuggets games. Uh, generally earlier in the week but that's just more if you guys watch the nuggets games you don't really need to watch, read my writing and if you are interested in nuggets previews and recaps then yeah links to that on my twitter all right, awesome and as always you can follow me on twitter at producer nick lb uh jimmy christensen i'm hoping should be back with us again next week and he was having some some power issues at his house today so that is why he is not joining us but uh yeah enjoy the game on monday everybody it's you know again consecutive Sundays without the Packers. It's it's tough, but Monday night should be fun. We should be seeing a W, hopefully. Um, and yeah, enjoy the last couple of games and definitely keep an eye on Romeo Dobbs. That's the one I'm most excited to see back from the injury report. So thank you everybody so much for listening. Enjoy the game on Monday. And as always, go Packers.